Hello, and welcome to Bravo Replay. I'm your co-host, Kate. And I'm Mattia. Okay, Mattia, what are we talking about today? Because I am very excited. Well, it is freezing in Chicago today, so I am so excited that we are talking about Summer House, making me miss summer already. We're talking about Summer House, but we're talking about the early days, the the beginning days of Summer House. The work is circus days, if you will. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited because I, I think I spoke about this on a previous episode, but I recently discovered Summer House and I am in love with Kyle Cook, not in, in like a sexual way, but in a party monster chaos demon recognizes that way we were talking about this is disgusting i don't know why i'm going to share this we were talking about this before we started recording over the weekend i was at a house party where we started mixing our shots in our mouth and then just shaking our mouths to get the mixers in and i want to die thinking about that now I am getting acid reflux just from hearing you say that. But no, I'm sure that it was super fun, but I would need to take so many Tums after that. Well, I'll tell you what I did the next day. I ate my hangover McDonald's like a champ and I am too old to be doing that. I need vegetables in my diet now or else I can literally feel, like hear my joints creak like they're bubble wrap when I move my body if I don't do that. That's definitely the remedy though is like some type of fried food and that's oh. definitely what I feel like I feel like Kyle Cook's diet consists of just like beer, fried food. Sometimes Amanda will force a vegetable down him, but I I don't think a whole lot else is is entering his system. So this is what this weekend taught me. It's I couldn't I couldn't hang all summer in the summer house because I would literally die, but I could handle a weekend with Kyle Cook. What about you? I think I could handle one party. Like I would want to go to like one of, I love the theme party. I love a theme. I love wearing a costume. So I would definitely want to go to one of their parties because of that. But they could all drink me like under the table. Like I could not handle the amount of alcohol that they drink. Okay. So are you one of those people then when you're at the party, do you try to keep up or do you say, this is my glass of water. I'm fine. I'll hold your hair back when you puke. I will have a few drinks, but I'm not trying to fight anyone. Uh, There's no point. Like, other people can drink so much more than me. I'm like a few glasses of wine, and I'm already shwasted. I wish I could live in your ways. I I have no – it's like that movie Old School, once once it just hits your lips, it tastes so good. Once that first sip hits, I lose all – sense of regulation about it and I can just drink it like water and then I turn around I get up and I'm like I'm wasted it's 2 a.m I've already done shots in my mouth with chocolate syrup and now I'm gonna go buy a hot dog at the wiener circle at 3 a.m and they're gonna yell at me and I'm gonna just be nice to them that's where I'm at for me it is truly genetics I'm a lightweight through and through not many people in my family even drink a lot. So I feel like it's just a, a genetic thing of, of generations and generations that I just can't hang. You can ask anyone that I went to college with. Like, I just, I can't hang. I was falling asleep at the bar. I remember all the time and people would have to wake me up because like a few glasses of wine and I'm just like, it's bedtime. I have to go to sleep now. And I would just be sleeping, sleeping. They, it just puts me to sleep is really what it does. It puts me into party mode. So I totally understand it. When Kyle Cook is just raging, 
I, I, I need to be really clear here in case anybody wants to send me links about alcohol dependency. I do not drink that much at all. Like probably I have a couple of glasses of wine once a month because I'm old and it makes me way too depressed the next day. However, if I'm at a party and there is basically unlimited alcohol, I keep my cup full and then I turn around and I like, maybe I'm like a workist. Maybe my boobs out if my boobs never come out, but everything's a good idea after two drinks to me. Everything. It is a marvel. I don't have a face tattoo yet. I'm definitely of the the page like Sierra Maya group. If you were mm-hmm. caught up on Summer House where they drink, like they get all dressed up, they go to the party, they have fun, but then they're all really upstairs in a bed, just like talking and eating chips. Like that's going to be, I feel like it's like the Kyle, Amanda, Lindsay, Carl, partiers where they're able to just like it gives them energy and they can Mm. just go for hours or it's the page and sierra kind of group where it's like they burn really quickly and then all of a sudden they're all upstairs just like sleeping and with a bag of chips next to them like i'm that camp like i'm the it's putting me to betty bye i mean listen you have a lot less regrets in the morning than i do but I will say that my party mode once put me in the entourage of a very famous rapper in England, and we just drank all night. So I love this. We'll see. <laughs> There's benefits to it. There's benefits to being, and it's not like I wish I could hang. I just can't hang. I just like a bar crawl. I'm at the end of it. Like I, we used to do. Um, a lot of people I know their colleges do some type of like um like end of the year party for all the students Mm -hmm. and you would just like drink and there'd be carnival games and things like that. And so many times it's me, like you wake up at 8am and you start drinking and I'm sleeping by 1pm. And then someone's got to wake me up and be like, all right, we're going out. And and I got to rally. I'll rally, but I'll be sleepy for a while. Oh no, I can go 24 hours. It's it's bad. And then my age catches up with me. And then the next day I can't get off the couch and it's just law and order as for you reruns all day. That is another remedy. It's fried food and some type of syndicated uh, TV show to just keep you comfy. To take your hangover nap too. Oh, I love it. Well, okay. Speaking of love, we need to talk about Morgan Wade and Kyle Richards and specifically how Dorit is saying that the closer Kyle gets to Morgan, the further their friendship feels. What do you feel about that? I have a few thoughts about that. I was very in the camp of I think that they're dating when I first saw the paparazzi photos of them. They looked very romantic. She seemed to always be photographed with her. But then I watched that clip where Kyle gets the tattoo and Morgan is with her in the first few episodes of the season of Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. And they did have more of a friend energy. Kyle is definitely a giggly schoolgirl around her. But I've kind of pivoted to think that Kyle has a crush on Morgan. And I don't think Morgan is reciprocating. It seems like Kyle's really, or at least when that scene was filmed, it could have evolved. Mm -hmm. But I do also with Kyle too, you know, Kyle started off really strongly bonded to Lisa Vanderpump in the beginning of Beverly Hills. And then she kind of shifts off to, it was Dorit first. So then she kind of shifts off into Dorit. She veers off a little bit to Teddy, but then she kind of, she, well, she still is incredibly close to Teddy off camera, 
But on camera, we see the continuation of her friendship with Dorit. And now I think this is just kind of a classic friendship shift of Kyle. And now she's putting all of her energy and time into Morgan. So Morgan is the new Dorit, the new Teddy. I think Kyle goes hard and fast with her friendships. Yes. Because of the complicated relationships she has with her sister. And not to get too deep, I think she's looking for another mother figure, female figure. I think she mm -hmm. looks really hard for those figures because of everything that happened with her mom and with her sisters. So I think Morgan is kind of her best friend slash pseudo husband. Her everything. Everything right now. So I, yeah. I'm i sure Dorit does kind of feel like Kyle is is withdrawing. What are your thoughts? Basically, I agree with you. But to me, Dorit saw how quickly Kyle pushed LVP to the side. So it's kind of like how you get them is how you lose them. You know, they say that about romantic relationships. And I think that Dorit is reaping what she sowed here. She really encouraged Kyle to throw Lisa under the bus and to be the mean girls and sequester Lisa, who, who is a mean girl too. Let's, let's just be honest. Like we're, we're talking about housewives here. I kind of enjoy from like a very like sideline showing Broadway or however you say it, that like it happened to you too, Dorit. Like you were so gleeful in somebody else's downfall with their friendship. And oh, look, you were the only, the shiny new toy for five years. And I, I just think that's Kyle. I, I, I think loyalty is hard for Kyle. Consistent long-term loyalty is not in Kyle's wheelhouse. I think Kyle needs certain friends for certain phases of her life, too. Where when she was with Lisa, Lisa Vanderpump, she was incredibly dependent on Lisa Vanderpump. She was, she was more meek. She wasn't really strong and confident. And then as she kind of develops her confidence, that's when she shifts to Dorit and so on. I think... Morgan is filling her sobriety need right now. Also, we know the ladies drink a lot. That's really hard when you're going through sobriety, regardless of your reasoning. You want to be around other people that are living like that. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Their relationship is fascinating. It is bizarre. And I like to highlight, too, the age difference between the two of them. Oh. I mean, it's like an over 20-year age gap, which is interesting if this is a romantic relationship i would critique it just as i would if it was a male female relationship or something there's a large age dynamic that of you know kyle being this really wealthy famous powerful person and then morgan kind of being this young up and coming there is a power dynamic that i think needs to be acknowledged yeah 100 percent I have friends who are 20 years older than me, but I was always very aware of my role that I was like the little sister and they loved hearing about my stupid antics and my poor life choices because I just make those all the time. So it's, you I don't know. I don't think you can be equals when that much of an age dynamic is there. I just don't. Somebody has more life experience than you. Somebody's always going to have the upper hand. I think you bring up a really good point. It's really interesting that Kyle has sought out that position after playing the, the submissive one in these all-encompassing emotional like balls friendships with Dorit and with LVP. She's always sort of played the submissive one. And now she's, you're right, she's being the alpha. Definitely. Which, you know, I think in a lot of things, you, you kind of, the pendulum always swings in life. And I think someone mentioned, I can't remember which housewife said that Kyle is overcorrecting right now. And I would say she's very much doing that. She's overcorrecting everything else in her life. She's basically just going from one extreme to another. 
which happens a lot. People do that with trauma. You know, she she did lose her best friend from childhood a few months prior to filming. Her her best friend committed suicide. So I think the trauma of that definitely made her overcorrect and go in another way where she was like, oh, you know, I, I think it was a perfect storm of Kathy stopping speaking to her and gatekeeping her, their relationship and the relationship with Kathy's children and grandchildren, mm -hmm. et cetera. So then she kind of went the opposite way and was like, I'm going to completely change my life. And not to add... I don't know how to say this, so I'll just say it. I have friends who have gone through the change. Kyle is nearing that age, and they've all talked about once you lose the beautiful drug cocktail of estrogen, progesterone, you just get angry at all the shit in your life. You get angry at all the shit you put up with, and you no longer have those beautiful body drugs to make you justify it. So then you just want to tear everything down. And I think that there might be an element of that. If that's what's happening, Kyle, burn it to the ground. That's a great point, too. I, this is just such a perfect storm of everything. So many things moving in her life. We got to talk about the mo of it all, too. Ugh. You know, there's always been rumors about infidelity with him. Yep. Nothing has ever been confirmed, though. There has never been a confirmed person that has stepped forward. There's never been any receipts, which we know a lot of other housewives, we have been able to receive that. Uh, please see example of Joe Judice in the wine field when he's on the phone with one of his mistresses. That's some concrete evidence that we know yes. that he was unfaithful. There has been nothing with Mo that could just be he's very careful and he's smarter. Maybe he's having them sign NDAs. I don't know. Or maybe it hasn't happened physically. Maybe they're more he. I could see him being a really big flirt and being really inappropriate with other people. But something is definitely severed in their relationship. And I think if there was any infidelity... Kyle is sick of it. And like you said, I think she's gotten to that point of her life where she's she's not a spring chicken anymore. So she's like, listen, I was able to turn a blind eye. I'm not doing it anymore. You got to, you know, clean up your shit or I'm done. And I think he didn't want to clean up his shit. So she was nope. like, I'm done. I personally am really enjoying how over it she is with him on camera because Kyle, Kyle Richards of season one, when she was super mom in her like fancy little clothes would never have shown who she really is on camera. And two, with Kyle and Mo, I do think they had a really strong marriage for many years. I mean, they have multiple children together. He adopted her first child from her first marriage. Just because a couple breaks up or gets divorced doesn't mean it negates all of the other years prior to that. Like, everything was always bad. I think they did have a really good marriage. I think they did love each other. You could tell in those earlier seasons, I think they were more infatuated. But I think just time happens, especially when your kids get older. Yep. And, you know, they've been together a really, really long time. You're a different person five years from now, 10 years, 20 plus. You know, they've been together a long time. I think... People just become different people. They want different things. Yeah. So just because they are splitting up and probably going to be getting divorced, I still think that they did have a great marriage for many years. And I think that they're both great parents. I think he seems like, aside from, you know, maybe him not treating his wife great, I do think he seems like a great father. And I do think she seems like a very caring, involved mother. I 100% agree. I could spend all day talking about Kyle. So we clearly need to do an episode on Kyle and then just get all our feelings out. Let's talk about her mom dynamic with Big Cap. Like we just need to do an episode because we are, we will be here all day. 
A hundred percent. Well, let's pivot from Kyle Richards to mm. Kyle Cook. <gasps> Cookie, I'm ready. Now, can you believe Summer House aired in 2017? Does it feel that long ago to you? No, but then again, 2014 doesn't feel that long ago. And that's basically 10 years ago now. That is true. I started watching Summer House right when it aired in 2017. I was looking for something fresh. It was kind of sold as an East Coast Vanderpump Rules mm -hmm. minus the restaurant piece. So just kind of like hot young people getting together in the Hamptons every weekend. And it was kind of their their East Coast version of that. They wanted something young and hot. They tried with Southern Charm, but my personal opinion, Southern Charm just got so sinister that they needed something lighter than uh, Southern yeah. Charm. So they tried Summer House. So yeah, let's dive into, you know, this is Summer House, but just the early years. So Thank nothing God. of recent. <laughs> That's good because I'm only on season four right now in my, my in my real life. So uh, let's get the summer house juices flowing. Okay. So I am going to read all of the questions. I'm going to read them twice. I'll pause for a second. Um, and then you can answer, Kate. If you guys are listening, shout out in your car, shout out while you're folding laundry. Just think of the answers in your head or DM us on Bravo Replay on Instagram. Let us know if you liked the episode, if you're watching Southern Charm. I will also give you the totals uh, for each question question and then I'll let you know your total at the end Kate beautiful I'm ready I want at least half the questions right on this one all right so first question for one point mm -hmm. what were the names of the twins in the early days of summer house what were the names of the twins in the early days of summer house I am so glad you asked this question because my friend who we play trivia with at Replay Bar every every month. So people come on out. I figure it us find us on Bravo Replay Instagram. Come play trivia with us in real life. But she got me into Summer House, and I've been texting her as I've been doing it. And I was talking about these awful twins because they are so just. They clearly think they're the main character, and I asked her, "Does this actually get better?" Because these girls are really annoying. They're really, and now I know what it's like to be around me when I'm wasted. And she said, you are not that annoying. Trust me. So I know their names. These are, this is a work is circus. It's Lauren and Ashley. That is correct. It is Ashley and Lauren Workus. They were the twins that started off Summer House. I also stopped watching Summer House because of them. I think they really thought they had something with these twins that they were going to be the comic relief. They were going to be interesting. They're from wealthy families. And I think people, a lot of their privilege, I think, came on screen too. Yep. And a lot of people, it just gave them a sour taste in their mouth. And I feel like they were pretty widely disliked. They weren't storyline drivers. And yet all they did was talk about what was happening to them. And you had Lindsay over there getting wasted and screaming at her boyfriend and setting impossible scenarios for him to try to get his way out of these traps and then you have kyle fuckboy kyle at the height of his fuckboyness and then you have bigger fuckboy carl and every time you had to stop and listen to the work as twins you just wanted to say do you not understand that everybody's more interesting than you right now the only time i found them interesting is when they would just flop out one tit at a party because <laughs> it was just so dumb you kind of had to like it. And the one girl's whole whole personality was married. Yeah, that was 
again, I think they were just really wealthy, privileged people that haven't done a lot. I, I would guess they, it doesn't seem like they've experienced a lot in life, maybe not oh. a lot of adversity. So they just weren't very interesting. They just didn't feel like four-dimensional people. They felt very two-dimensional. And I 1000% agree with you, though. They came on thinking they were going to be the breakout Bravo stars. Yes. Not understanding that Peter Pan himself, with a slight binge drinking problem, was right there to run the show for everybody. 100%. But yes, you got that correct. That is your first point. Okay. For the next question, for one point, Christina was an early addition to the Summer House cast. What was her relationship to Lindsay? Christina was an early addition to the Summer House cast. What was her relationship to Lindsay? Poor Christina. Poor Christina. I know that she is pretty hated among the fan base, but when you have the work circus going, I think Christina probably just did not realize she was on a reality show and thought that she could contain the narrative without understanding who she was filming with. And I'm forgetting the question right now, but I, I'm going to say it was her frenemy and roommate, Lindsay, was the relationship she had. That is correct. They were roommates and best friends. I do not believe they are friends currently. So I haven't, like I said, four four seasons, not all of them. I love Lindsay. She's actually one of my favorites, but I can't imagine she keeps friends that long. She's insane. I mean, spoiler, but we've definitely seen that on the show. I think Lindsay is like Kyle, where they're fantastic TV. Yes. And I bet they're super fun. Like, I would love to go out a night with Lindsay or go out to a party with Kyle, but I can't see myself living with Lindsay. I think it'd be really hard to have that energy all day, every day. And I think that's why she goes through friendships so frequently, because she just is erratic. She's so erratic. And this is not a knock against the girls on the show. They are all gorgeous. But she does tend to pick the girls who aren't as pretty as her to be her friends and then shit on them and then throw it in their face that they're jealous, which is insane. That is a hot take, Kate. But I see what you're saying. I think Lindsay also why her relationships don't work with other women is she wants to be the dominant woman in the relationship. It's not like a mutual two-way street where I feel like with – Sierra and Maya and Paige and all them, it feels mutual. Like they support each other. It's a two-way street. They help each other out. Same with Amanda. But yeah, with Lindsay, she's like, be my minion. Yeah. That's what friends are to her. She's like, be my subordinate. That's my friend. And treat me like the hot girl I am. You can't be a hot girl. I'm going to be the hot girl. And again, all the girls are gorgeous on the show. That's not a knock against them. But Lindsay is Florida blonde pretty. So to a certain type that's that's you know the look (laughs) she is and yeah like i personally think danielle is prettier than her like i think danielle is more attractive than Lindsay, but i think Lindsay thinks she's more attractive than danielle which i disagree with i think danielle has like a unique look i've seen a hundred Lindsays in my life i agree i will tell you my kryptonite is trashy blondes if i (laughs) went for women trashy blonde would be my type they're my favorites. <laughs> and my type would probably – well, I know mine would be Sierra, first off, like obsessed. She's currently a Victoria's Secret model. 
from Ooh. literally from Summer House. Went Summer House, Victoria's Secret model. She's stunning. And then like Paige and Danielle. Paige is gorgeous. And I think that's why, again, I'm only season four right now, but I think, and I, but I, I did see Winter House. I think that's why there's a distance between Lindsay and Paige because Paige is classically pretty in a way that she will be pretty at 90. And I think that drives Lindsay insane. Well, I have a little juicy tea here. So a very dear friend of mine from college went to high school with Paige, knew Paige, because we're we're the same age, her and I, and she was very much the pretty popular girl in high school, Yeah, but known as a little, maybe not always kind, which, you know, when high school, we can't judge people who they were when they were teenagers. That's ridiculous. But yeah, she definitely, whatever you think of as like a pretty popular, she's also pretty wealthy Mm. girl in high school. She was all of those things. I need to tell you right now, in my mind, anyone who can afford a summer house, even if it's just fake and Bravo's paying your rent, I think you come from money because my middle-class Alaskan ass could never fathom the lifestyle these people are portraying to have. I mean, Kyle comes from money. Paige comes from money. Amanda comes from money. We saw her. I mean, she got married in her backyard. I mean, yeah. it was a massive backyard. Lindsay, Gabby comes from money. Lindsay does not. I think I know. Made. Lindsay has the chutzpah of only someone from Florida could have. Lindsay has the air of someone who will throw a brick through your window to get your attention to get that meeting. And that's why she, I feel, you know, self-made. Well, speaking of Lindsay... Who was her boyfriend in season one of Summer House for one point? Who was Lindsay's boyfriend in season one of Summer House for one point? I really want to answer stock character male number one, but I do I do remember his name because those dummies dragged it out far more than they ever should have given the fact they had no chemistry, but it was Everett. That is correct. It was Everett Weston. I still get PTSD whenever I hear her say the name Everett. Like, I feel like I can just, like, whenever I hear the name Everett, I hear Lindsay saying, Everett, Everett. And it just, like, nails on a chalkboard. He was the most generic man I've ever seen. I've seen a million Everett's, and they're all the same. Their personality. It's just, it's copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. Yep. And I understand how they connected because I think they were both just like insane people that just were like, I want to be in a relationship. And he was like, I do too. So they just kind of forced it just so they could say they were in a relationship. But yeah, that is correct. You got the point. They have no chemistry. And I have to assume it was all sexual, all sexual, because they were just ticking boxes for each other as far as I want a girlfriend. You're a thousand percent right. You'll like you're my girlfriend type of thing. I think it's interesting, too. I do find Everett and Carl to look somewhat similar, too. Yep. Yep. Tall, skinny, narrow face, prominent cheekbones. Thousand percent. And those are not my type. No, I there has to be something to Carl the way everybody wants to jump his bones on the show. It can't just be that he's tall. There has to be something else. I have never been attracted to Carl, even Carl 2.0. Zero attraction. He seems really stupid. He just seems dumb. And I think I'd have a hard time talking to him. But dumb and 
fun is a real like himbo's best male archetype out there. I'm True. telling you, they are my trashy blondes for men as a himbo. He's not a himbo. There's something I don't understand it. I would love to meet somebody who has been around Carl for a significant amount of time who could explain it to me. Like, I could see myself being really good friends with him. Like, I definitely would want a friendship with him. I think he seems like a good guy friend to girls, but I have zero, like, I would be 0% attracted to him. It's not for me. He's tall. I genuinely think that's his personality. Is he a 10 or is he over six feet, ladies? That's that's about Carl. Right? That is a very Carl. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Just not for me. But uh, you got the point, so congrats. Now we're on to our next question, which is a two-point question. Okay. For two points, what season was Amanda introduced as a cast member? What season was Amanda introduced as a cast member of Summer House? So it's cast member that is going to trip me up because we all know Amanda was the 4 a.m. hookup in season one. However, he didn't, Kyle, Kyle tried to be single all summer to varying degrees of success. So he kept Amanda at arm's length and Amanda decided that she was going to check off long-term boyfriend on that box. And she put her, she put her sights on Kyle for reasons known only to Amanda. So she was not a cast member in season one. However, she was a cast member in season two. And then Kyle went ballistic on the Workus twin because the Workus twin took the master bedroom. You are correct. Amanda became a cast member on season two. So that means she was receiving zero dollars for season one. She was just a background. She'd received no paycheck. She was doing that all of her own free will. Amanda, I don't want to go too far off on Amanda because I think we've talked about her on the podcast before. I think that she's probably a decent person, which is why she's not great TV, but her entire personality on Winter House this season is married. It's insane to me and it's really boring to watch. And I'm as somebody who's had married friends be really smug about, oh, well, I'm married. I'm so glad I'm not on the apps. Oh, I don't know how I do it. It's so annoying to hear. I think Amanda, I agree. I think Amanda's a good person. She, as I've said, is one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in person. She's absolutely perfect skin, like stunning. But I do wish she could go to therapy and just develop herself more aside from being in a relationship and aside from being with Kyle. If it wasn't Kyle, I think it would just be another insert other man here Yes. And I I want so much more from her because also like she is just she's so beautiful. I think she's smart. She's a really talented graphic designer. If you look at her work and her portfolio, like she's talented and beautiful and seems really kind. And I just want her, yeah, to not have her entire personality just be Kyle. Like it is just like Mm -hmm. so hard to watch her crying about him all the time and I'm just like in the few seasons I've watched you you have cried more about this man than I probably have of all of the men like Uh from fifth grade to present day you know like Uh but then I think like there are some people that they like that they like those type of relationships they like Uh that type of drama of the crying all the time and the she has to like it she would leave if she didn't enjoy it people can be addicted I think to a certain type of those like high low relationships of like 
crying and screaming and then making up and then feeling ecstasy. And I think that's very much what Kyle and Amanda are. But I put Amanda in the same boat as I do Brittany and Jax, where you mm. fully know what you're signing up for. Oh, yeah. When 10 years down the road, when something ha- – or 15 years – whenever it happens and you want to come out and be so shocked and heartbroken and you don't know how it happened and yada, yada – Brittany, you fully knew what you were signing up for. Amanda, you fully knew what you were signing up for. I will not be able to feel bad because we watch them treat you poorly. If they're going to treat you that way on television, how are they treating you behind closed doors? A thousand. Anybody. And again, it's one of my favorite things ever said on Bravo, but it is objectively awful to say to your partner, some are supposed to be fun. Amanda, not fun. If that is, no, don't let a man talk to you like that ever. So yeah, I I feel like Amanda and Kyle could be a whole episode too. Would love that. But you did get that correct. So she came on season two and she's been on ever since. Yeah, for better or for worse. <laughs> Back to the Workus twins. Ugh. What fruit does Ashley Workus smash and tell Carl to eat it, bitch, for one point? What fruit does Ashley Workus smash and tell Carl to eat it, bitch, for one point. So this is one of my favorite fruits. So I was horrified because if she had done it to a honeydew or a cantaloupe, who cares? You know, like honeydews are always there in the fruit platter and they suck. But she did it to a watermelon and that is the best fruit in the summer. And I was horrified. You are correct. She smashes a watermelon. I actually find this to be one of the most iconic moments of Summer House when she does that. For some reason, it's a moment that's just lived in my head ever since. Like of when I think of Summer House, I think of a smashed watermelon for some reason. I'll tell you why. Because there's so much food waste in this show. It's horrifying. I I track in the season right now where they just leave their tub of ranch out on the kitchen. Like, do they not know about food safety help? That's another thing about... If you said, like, could you survive in the summer house, the filth that these houses, like when they show the next day, I will fully admit, like, I can't live in that. Like the crumbs all over the counter, the the just like filth, just like everywhere, just like old food. Like you said, just like raw meat sitting out for like a day. And it's just like. That to me, like I would be waking up every day just being like, I need to clean this. And like it would be very hard to me to like feel relaxed. Like I could do it maybe for one weekend, but every weekend yes. I could not do it. I couldn't do it for like three months. Like one weekend, it's like, oh, whatever, it's one fun, you know, big blowout yeah. party. But like after three months, I think I'd be like, I cannot live with like strangers just coming into our house and like peeing in our yard or pool or whatever. I'm sure people are peeing all over. People are peeing all over that house. People are clogging that toilet. We all know it. We've all been to these type of big house parties. Oh, yeah. Some man always clogs the toilet because he doesn't know how to do a double flush. Yep. Toilet's clogged. You've got your period. It's a mess. It's It's awful. And I would be like, I'm paying too much money for this. My working theory is that the reason why Winter House 3 is below Deck Chief Stews, at least one, and then we have a bosun, is because those girls will clean. Below Deck people are used to cleaning up filth. And I am positive Kyle probably got a talking to from a producer 
And he said, here's the solution. We'll pivot away from Southern Charm. We're just going to do below deck people. Kyle exclusively does beer shits. Even though he hasn't drank beer in like a few days, which I don't think that happens a lot. It's just beer shits all day, every day. And like that alone, I would leave him, honestly. That man has not had a solid stool in 10 years at least. No way. No (laughs) way. And Amanda is into it. I guess she's, she's fine with it. She, she likes her little dirt squirrel. What can she say? Couldn't be me. <laughs> Couldn't be me. All right. For our next question. Okay. For one point in season three, who hooked up in the pantry? For one point in season three, who hooked up in the pantry? I love this question because it's so... I feel like she wishes she could erase this from her life, especially now that she's got her new little Bravo boyfriend, Craig. But it's Paige and it's Carl. You are correct. Paige and Carl hook up in the pantry that season. I agree, but but I think that this was a fake storyline. I don't think Paige was attracted to Carl at all. And I remember watching it too, and I was like, I'm just not buying it. I think he, how can you not be attracted to Paige? I mean, she's gorgeous. Gorgeous. But I think she's very, very smart. And I think she knew she had to hook up with someone, a guy on the show, yeah, to make a name for herself, to be interesting, to kind of anchor herself to the show. She kind of tried it with uh, Jordan for a while, yeah. but like, and eeks. Uh, <laughs> and she kind of was, she knew she couldn't do Kyle and there wasn't many men in the house. So she was like, I'm just gonna, because they never like, went all the way it was just some like kind of heavy kissing and i think she did that strategically because she was like i don't want to i don't actually want to hook up with this guy i just want to do it like for my career basically i mean her her and hannah went on this show i think with a very strategic plan they knew what they wanted to do they knew who they wanted to be on the show they were kind of already in the influencer world lately before it so i don't believe it at all i don't think Paige was ever really into Carl. I personally don't think any of that was real. I think she was just like, let's make out. We can make people talk about it. But I just want to do this so I can make a name for myself. And she did. I mean, it. if she didn't do that on the show, like what else do you remember from her for that season? No, I think that's a really good point. I'm just thinking while you're talking in the back of my head, making out is to Carl, like shaking someone's hand to everybody else. <laughs> And like a makeout is whatever, you know, like this yeah. is whatever. It's not really that like it was when they were like, oh, they hooked up. I was like, oh, but then I was like, they made out I was like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's nothing. <laughs> I, yeah. I so again, seeing Winterhouse, I don't see the chemistry and the ooh la la that everyone sees between Craig and Paige. I don't see it at all. I feel that Paige is very smart. I think she saw a vacuum when Sandoval and Ariana broke up. So now she could be the it couple of Bravo. And I think that they took that opportunity, but I don't see the chemistry there either. I think it is a very strategic business brand, social media relationship. I think that's also why she's dragging her feet to get engaged. That's why she's dragging her feet to move there because she does not want to marry him. She knows she's hot. She knows her career is only growing. Yep. I think she knows that it would be silly to 
tie yourself down right now and marry Craig. I think Craig likes her again. She's so gorgeous and she's funny. So I think he is infatuated with her. I see the relationship more him being really into her and then her liking the attention of him. I could see that. Just I, so I haven't really seen Southern Charm. So I don't know how he is on that show, but I saw him on Winter House and I was horrified by him for a lot of reasons. He is the shiniest turd of the men on Southern Charm. The men, I can't even get into it. I loathe them. I loathe Shep Rose. My, I have an old friend of mine who who worked for Shep Rose's family, who said that they're all monsters, and I totally agree. I I can see it. I didn't even need that validation. I just already there. He lives in Charleston from there. Yeah. I just cannot with all of those. They're everything that I hate in in men. Just like on. A show, but I have to say, Craig is the best out of all of them. Where he will have moments of goodness. Oof. Yeah, he's cute. I'll give him that. He's charming. He's charming. Well, I see it in the face. Like in the face, I'm like, yes, I, I get this, Paige. But when he says he his time is more important than cleaning, and that he will just hire someone to clean, and how dare you ask him? Oof! Someone come get this man. Yeah, I um, I have a hard time with. With Southern Charm. But yeah, I mean, they're they're still going strong. They've been together for a few years, and I think they will continue to be together for a few years. I I would be shocked if they got married. Cut to two years. It's the Bravo replay, Paige Craig wedding episode. <laughs> I, If anything, they'd get engaged for the publicity, and then they'd call it off. Maybe what Carl and Lindsay did. What? Who said that? Whoa. What? Who said that? I don't know. Someone said that. Okay. I... Mm. I don't disagree with you there. Um, I think one person in that relationship thought it was real. Okay, we're talking. It, Carl thought it was real and Lindsay was just. I don't know. I could see it. Lindsay thought it was real and Carl didn't. Really? Thinking about it was fish. It was too fast, too hard. Yeah. My thing about this is Lindsay's the parable of the scorpion on the tortoise that Aesop said where I changed, I changed, give me a right across. And then she stings you halfway through and says, you knew what I was. So I don't like that Carl's trying to turn this all on Lindsay. Well, Lindsay was blah, blah, blah. It's Lindsay. You've known who she was from day one. Don't act surprised now. When this all happened, I remember chatting about it with some of my girlfriends and all of us said the same thing. There's no way that they're making it down the aisle, which they did. We just, like, it just... There were so many red flags for both of them. Yeah, there's no way that it was going to. I I just was like, there's no way they're going to actually get married, and they're not, which I think is good. I I I do think this is good for both of them. I think both of them should find some other people that are probably better suited for them. I agree. Carl needs someone ten years younger, and Lindsay needs somebody fifteen years older. Oh, love that! <laughs> All right, so you got the point on that one, also. For our next question, for one point, what was Jordan's secret that he revealed in season three? What was Jordan's secret he revealed in season three? Okay. I don't really know because that man is a mystery to me. I was trying to remember the weird sex story he was he told everybody it had something to do with a broken nose, I think anal and a bunk bed. But his secret, 
I'm going to, I know this is wrong. So I had to get one of these wrong at least. So I'm going to go with that. He was Hinge's most eligible bachelor. That doesn't seem like something he'd want to keep a secret though. That is incorrect. The secret that he reveals is that he has ED, which is erectile dysfunction. He announces it uh, on the show and he does preface it as this is my big secret I've been keeping from everyone. He gives me such Patrick Bateman serial killer vibes. (laughs) I would not want to be in a I would rather be in a, a closet with Everett and Lindsay screaming at each other and then eventually hate fucking, then I would want to be in a like a home alone with Jordan. Well, I have some bad news for you, Kate. As of recent, Jordan's been living in Chicago. So oh. you could, he's been modeling here. Oh. Um, you could bump into him. You could, meet, we could meet him in Old Town. He would totally hang out in Old Town or River North, a thousand percent. He's for sure at River North. Yeah, hundred percent. He's hanging out River North, and he's yeah. like telling people he's like an entrepreneur of something. Oh, with his little hat. I bet he has the hat with his his little brand on it. Getting wasted at River North. Oh, he was interesting. I liked him on the show because he was clearly such a pathological liar that it was funny. Like none of those sex stories were true. None. None of them. Zero percent of them happened. Yeah. Do you remember when he had the whole, I go to e-church because I haven't found my flock here yet in New York City. And it's, I think he thought it would be endearing, but, and the way he played Danielle and I love Danielle. I think she's her own brand of crazy, which I adore, but cheapers, creepers. I think he needs to find himself, but I, I enjoyed watching because I was like, he's so crazy. He's so detached from reality. He's clearly lying so much. But I think he ultimately, they didn't ask him back because he just did not bond with any of the guys on the show, like Luke no. or any of them. Like, he just didn't bond with them. He's such a different flavor of guy than those other guys. So I think they were just like, we can't ask you back. But I would I would be interested to see him on maybe like a Love is Blind or some other show because he is a liar. But also I have to say his skin looks like glass. Like he, I remember watching, his hair never moved. It was this perfect quaff. He just like, remember he would like take a lot of time yes. on it. Like he looked like a glass figure. Mattia, I don't want him on anything because I still remember the dark days of VH1 Celeb Reality when it all came crashing down because that man killed his girlfriend. And I hot take coming in quickly. But if any Bravo celebrity is going to snap and truly hurt somebody other than Thomas Ravenel, who has already, who we know about him. It's going to be him. It's going to be Jordan. There's something off. I'm t- it's the fact he doesn't blink. He does not blink, which is concerning. That's true. And I, I too, loved the VH1 early days, which I was watching elementary school. I watched Rock of Love and oh. a child, child. And I was just like, this is completely appropriate for me to be watching. One day I will convince you to do a special Rock of Love season three bus trivia episode because to me, that is the single best season of reality TV of all time. I watched every second of those, all oh. of those type of shows. Like they were, I just was like, whatever this is, I need all of it. And they just, you can never replicate that era yep. of reality TV because people weren't trying to be influencers at that point. It was tr- truly just Looney Tunes that they got yeah. on television. 
and just for like they just like the attention so we'll never be able to replicate that again but i love it oh same rodeo who didn't love rodeo oh i like the blonde tourage and heather heather who came back every i love heather who was the girl she got to the final two she had like pink and blonde striped hair i liked her no it was was it jess or nikki she won did she win? I she, she had black and white hair, and she would wear those those like long socks on her hands. Remember yes. that was the look. This and was like I was like, I like you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I she like won. You. I'm pretty sure that's it was good. Jess. And then that's how we got season two. And then that didn't work out. I forget who season two winner was, but season three, what it was always the fix was in because it was always going to be Taya, the penthouse pet of the year award, and they had no chemistry. I was team Mindy. I was actually team Ashley because I thought she was a real match, but. But yeah, sorry, we, we diverted here. But um, so yes, you did not get the point for that one. It is he had erectile dysfunction, but you're still doing great. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Of course, it's Jordan who's going to cost me a point. Our final question for okay. two points. I'm going to read two quotes and I need you to identify the two people that said them. Wow. For two points. Okay. So the first quote is, and these go together. This is a conversation. The first person says, grow a pair of balls. The second person says, I have three of them. Trust me. So you're going to identify both of these people. Grow a pair of balls. I have three of them. Trust me. How do I not know? Okay, Lindsay has to be involved in this. There is no way Lindsay's not involved in this. Grow a pair of balls. I have three of them. Trust me. (sighs) This is a stumper. Although that could be a workus, that could be a workus quote too, because we're doing early. But we've talked, in, we've talked enough about the workuses. So I'm gonna go with, you know what? This truly does sound like a Lindsay Everett blowout. So I'm gonna go Lindsay Everett. You're so close. So you get one point. The okay. first quote is Lindsay. She yeah. says, "Grow a pair of balls." The second quote is Carl. Who says, I have three of them. Trust me. Does he have three balls? So that's my question. When he said this, is he saying he has three sets of balls or he has three balls? Which regardless, none of it makes sense. Is he okay? And like, I think he thought he was really like getting one at her. um, But it made absolutely no sense. Give me the context of this exchange. They are fighting in the backyard, and I believe it is over. Carl and Lindsay at this point have made out, and then he has was then making out with, or he brought another girl to the summer house party. So she was like upset at him because you know this is like in the earlier days where they just very lightly hooked up. And he's like, you know, why wouldn't you tell me that? Like, you should be a man, blah, blah, blah. And then he comes back with saying he has three balls, I guess, which I guess he finds that to be something to tote. I would say you should get that checked out. I agree. Go to a doctor, please. (laughs) Yeah, I am shocked by that. Uh, But let's see. So I will give you the one point for that. So if you got that correct while your listeners, um, you will get two points for both of those. And let me tell you your score. I'm excited. So your total you could get was 10 points. Okay. And you got eight points. I didn't take that. That's it. That's, yeah. I, I, 
you know what? I'm proud of myself. I'm proud, like drunk ass Kyle dumping 200 pounds of tea in a swimming pool proud. You crush it. That is a great score. For you guys listening, let us know what you got also. Did you get all of them right? Do you remember the moment where Carl said that he had three balls or three sets of balls? Unclear. But message us at Bravo Replay on Instagram. I agree. And Lindsay, if you're listening, now that you definitely have firsthand experience with this, please let us know what he meant. Because you know what? You don't have the girlfriend cone of silence anymore. So tell the world, please. Yeah, drag that man. I mean, I think he, yeah, he he left you essentially weeks before your wedding. Drag him. Do it, girl. All right. Speaking of dragging, we're going to go to my favorite section of the podcast called Look Who's Talking Trash. It's where I find a Bravo celebrity talking trash about another Bravo celebrity. And today's subject is somebody near and dear to your, to your heart who you've talked about on this podcast before. I am, of course, talking about Alexis Jesus Jugs Bellino, your fave. Blessed. Thank you. Blessed for bringing this up. You love her. So she has decided there must be three men in the OC because she has started a relationship with Shannon Bedore's ex, John Jansen. And she posted a picture of them on Instagram. I need to get this right. Real Moms of Bravo posted a picture of them on Instagram with a Meryl Streep meme screaming. And then Vicky Gunnelson said, ridiculous and thirsty on both of them. What do you think? So I agree with you. I think there's only three men in all of Orange County. I have been to Orange County. They all do kind of look like John Jansen's is the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. I've also, I've been to the deck. Which I did not know the deck was like a place before I went. I just thought it looked like a cute little beach shack. But I think that there are so few men in the OC that are single that all of these women are kind of just like fighting for them. I am shocked. But also people were bringing up, you know, Alexis and Shannon aren't friends and don't really know each other. I mean, they know each other in the sense of like similar circles, but like I don't think there's any like serious girl code being broken. The only thing is Alexis was engaged like two months ago, like to another man. Okay, but Mattia, maybe Jesus Christ came to her in a dream or a Dairy Queen drive through and told her this is what I want you to do. That's true. I think the real person you need to watch out for is John Jansen. He probably swooped in after Alexis was sad about her engagement breaking up. I think he swooped in after Shannon's divorce. He seems to have a theme of going after women maybe right after a breakup where they're a little vulnerable. And for saying that he hates the spotlight so much and he didn't want to be associated with it and he refused to allow Shannon to talk about things in the show, why would you date? You have your pickings in the OC. Why are you dating another housewife so i'm i'm putting the red flag on john jansen well maybe jesus came to him in a dairy queen drive through too maybe that maybe that's what brought them together <laughs> that could be i'm interested to see how it plays out with them i know there's talk that she is going to come back she's not going to come back there's kind of this back and forth mm-hmm. i have said that i want it confirmed i want her back on our tv screens 
I think she is the lightness that the OC needs right now. Wow. And now, especially with the John Jansen of it all, would be very interesting, I think, for people to watch. I agree. I also think it's pretty rich for Vicky to call anybody thirsty. Yeah. Vicky does not ever have to come back. My Vicky and Ramona, I'm all set, unsubscribe, don't need them on my TV screen. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before. I really think five years ain't got to go away. So I would actually put Kyle Richards on that too. I need all the OG housewives who are the tentpoles of their franchises to go away. And let's find new blood like Monica Garcia's out there because she is giving and giving and giving. Or you have to do like what they did with Luann in New York where you leave a little bit, you want the spotlight again, then you come back and then you're going to be refreshed. Like that I'm totally fine yes. with. 100% me too. But this 10 season stretches that these women are doing, I need you to be thirsty and grateful you're here. Oh, for sure. Understood. I agree. All right. So at the end of every episode, I come up with a crazy scenario and I make you react to it. You never know what this is. I am telling you right now, this is the dumbest one I've ever thrown at you. So okay. I'm really excited. So I call this segment Shakus. And here, here, here it is. You are the only murder detective in Southampton. You have been called to the summer house party house. Somebody has been murdered and the killer, you know who it is. So I'm asking you who has been killed and who killed them and why? Oh no. Um <laughs> someone's been killed. Mm-hmm. Who killed them and why? Jacques! Lindsay is maybe I don't know, maybe Lindsay's killed Carl, but accidentally in like an angry fight. And there was kind of some like pushing back and forth on the balcony and some words were exchanged and he falls off the balcony. Interesting. Okay. So you accuse Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you went with some light domestic violence. I can't use my original answer, which was going to be Amanda finally loses her shit at Carl at Carl at cookie. and just pushes him off the balcony. So I'm going to go with Lindsay has been found in the pool. And what happened was that she went psycho one night after too many shots of, let's say, Jägermeister and took scissors to all of Paige's wardrobe. And Paige lost her mind at her and drowned her in the swimming pool because the one thing you can't do to Paige is mess with her fashion. Well, Paige would have to get out of bed first to kill Lindsay. And she's too busy snacking in bed. So I'm not sure. She might poison her, I feel like, would be her more. Okay. I mean, okay, the workers twins have come back and drowned Lindsay in the pool because Lindsay became the hot blonde of the show and they were jealous and they couldn't handle it any longer. How about that? Yep, that that makes more sense. Jacques them. I just I just like to say Jacques. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we've done all we can with the early days of Summer House. What do you think? I agree. I think we covered it. I love it. Well, I mean, everybody needs to tag us on Instagram at Bravo Replay and tell, play Jacuse with me, please, because it's very dark and dumb and I would love to know people's answers. Please, please, please. Yes, follow us at Bravo Replay on Instagram. We do funny memes, poll questions. Feel free to submit some trivia questions to us also. But yeah, it's just a good time over there. Also, leave us a five-star review if you're listening on Apple or Spotify. 
If you write a five-star review on Apple, we will read it on air. A little fun way to get your name shouted out on a podcast. I love it. And so from all of us, thank you for testing your drama with us. And until next week, stay messy. Bye. Bye.